Hi friends, my name is Amina Mejdoubi and you are listening to Unpacking with Mina. This podcast is a safe space where we discuss different topics and explore together our world by dissecting various issues that pertain to the human experience so we can understand ourselves and live fully in a raw and authentic way. So buckle up for a fun ride. Welcome back to another episode of Unpacking with Mina with Amina Majdoubi. I haven't been here for so, so long. As some of you know, I am working on finalizing the details of my second book that's coming out at the end of the year. And I recently read a book called Atomic Habits that prompted me to um, create a podcast about daily positive daily habits. How can we cultivate daily habits? I think I did, I do have a podcast in which I share with you my daily habits and how they helped me kind of lead a positive life. But today I wanted to kind of talk to you about my experience with cultivating those daily habits and incorporating them into my daily routine. And so we want to talk about first about what's a habit. A habit is a regular practice that takes place um, every time, whether it's every day, whether it's every week, whether it's every month, whether it's every uh, evening, it could be at any time. That's a habit. What we're going to be talking about today is those little micro habits that kind of help paint the big picture. So what are micro habits? Micro habits are those regular practices or routines that are so tiny but make a difference on a larger scale now i think when we think of incorporating a daily habit into our lives or making some kind of radical change into our lives we often think that the change itself has to be drastic and the change itself has to be huge but that's not necessarily the case because those micro habits are not only small and easy to do, but they are a source of incredible power and transformation. We don't need radical change for a radical improvement in our life. And this was my biggest takeaway from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I personally do feel like I have a good routine and I have very good habits that I have cultivated over the years but i think my biggest takeaway from the book is that the habits or those little changes that we want to see every day in our lives do not have to look so big now if we think about this it's true because if we have a bad habit right now that we keep repeating over the course of a year whether that's let's just think of smoking as an example um at the end of the year, it would affect us somehow, obviously negatively because it's a negative habit. But if we incorporate some kind of positive habit, let's just say meditation, um, running, whatever, whatever you define as a positive habit, if we incorporate that um, for a whole year, doesn't even have to be daily, it will have some positive effect on us in a year. When we think about it, um, 
maybe that week or that day, maybe it's not, it feels like it's not making quite a difference in our lives, but on a larger scale, it will make a difference later on in life. And I think that's the number one reason why people quit and give up on their habits. People quit and give up on their habits because they don't see change right away. And we are uh, human beings that are driven by instant gratification. But when it comes to cultivating good habits in our daily lives, those good habits might be small, but their effect and their power is seen in our future. And so that leads me to my next point, which is when we want to incorporate these daily habits in our lives, I think we often think of the goal that we want to achieve. I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to write a book. I want to do this. But I think, and I really, I I think this resonated with me so much. I think when we start thinking, why am I trying to do these things? What is the reason? What is the intention of doing these things? Am I trying to lose 50 pounds so I could be healthier? So I could be able to run with my children? So I could be able to do more things and enjoy life at a healthier pace? Do I want to become a, a to write a second book because I want to become a writer? Sorry, a second book. I'm, I'm saying second book because I'm writing a second book. Do I want to write a book because I want to be identified as a writer? Do I want some of my identity to be under a writer umbrella? Do I want to start meditation every single day, even if it's two minutes, five minutes, so I can find my center after a long day of work or a long day of living, as I say? And so what do I want to do? with my goal and how is that helping me become the person that I want to become? Because if we think about it, these micro goals don't really show up in our present. Well, I mean, obviously, like, sorry, okay, let's retract. They actually do, but not on a larger scale. So if you go to the gym, you probably feel good, right? But you're not going to lose weight right there. And then if you meditate, you're probably going to feel good. But Oh, after a couple, maybe the next day you're stressed out again and you're doing it all over. And it's still not a habit that you have stuck with. But when this becomes such a part of our routine and it becomes automatic and you become something that you miss once it's not incorporated in in your day, I think that's when we see its effect on us and on our lives. Next, we're going to talk about how, what makes it easy for a habit to stick? Because I think this is one of the things that people struggle with. And so one of the things is, one of the questions to ask is, is it obvious? Is the habit so obvious in my life? Can I see it? An example I want to give is with fruits. Let's just say you're trying to eat more fruits and incorporate more fruits in your diet. How can I make that obvious? So instead of putting fruits in the fridge, I'm going to display them in my counter. And this way, I will always have access to them visually because we're visual human beings. To see that I have fruits and our minds um, do a lot of, of behaviors 
and follow a lot of behaviors based on cues. And so chances are, if you see those fruits, you're probably going to reach out to them because they're closer. Maybe sometimes you're crunched on time. You're just going to grab one and go. Um, track your habits. Another way you can make your habits obvious is by tracking them. And we have so many examples of how we track, of how people now are tracking their very good habits. Um, I can think of so many fit things uh, like a Fitbit or an Aura Ring right now that's very popular that tracks your sleep. Um, a Fitbit tracks your steps. It, tra it could track your food. When you were talking about um, fitness, but... It could be applied to anything. Maybe you could start a gratitude journal every single day and your um, measurement of that could be the, whatever you write on your journal. And you see on the days that you skipped journaling, how do you feel? Did you feel frazzled? Did you feel like you had feelings bottled up or ideas bottled up in your mind and did not feel as free as when you journal? Because that happens to me. Um, there are so many ways that you could track your own habits. I have an app called FitBud, and I posted on the app that I, you know, I had a fitness goal that I want to work out at least three times a week. I know it's a little, but I do have a very active job in which I don't sit on a desk. So even on the day when I don't work out, I'm always moving and I pretty much get almost 10,000 steps, which is not bad. And so... Every time I work out on that app, it reminds me that I worked out. And that's one way I measure my workouts of the week. When I do four, that's awesome. When I do five, that's even better. Uh, but at least I know that I have done three this week. And if I don't, then I could look back at my week and say, okay, what, what, did, what did I do and why was I not able to work out? And what can I do to fix it? I'll give you another example of... Um, me writing a book. So recently, uh, I just finished my second book and it was a long process. It took me two years pretty much to finish this second book. And I have a calendar um, that I use just for my book writing. Every Friday, every single Friday of my life for the past two years, not every single Friday, because I was in Morocco this summer and I didn't do that. But when I was in, in Houston, all I did was go out to a coffee shop and write every single Friday. And every time I did that, I posted a heart on my calendar, a red heart on my calendar. And every time I saw it, I was so proud of myself because there were times when I didn't feel like writing. There were times when I felt like I don't want to do anything on a Friday other than just Netflix. But what, when you push yourself through, um, you're tired, that's when you know that you have a cultivated very very good habits and that your habits have kind of become automatic which is the goal you want your goals to just become automatic you want to not drag yourself anywhere or or to any habit that you want to incorporate into your life now i'm not saying that this is you know that we are robots and we should do the same thing every single day because sometimes we just don't have the motivation to do things period as human beings and a lot of things can affect that. I think what we need to understand is that successful people do get up and do shit even when they're not motivated. That's the difference. Because motivation, I think, is very much an, uh, overrated. It's a, a yesterday thing. 
we don't always have motivation. We're not always up to doing things and we're not always ready to go after our goals. But the difference between somebody that reaches their goal and somebody that doesn't is how are you going to react when you don't want to do things, but you, you know you just have to get up and do it. You're either going to get up and do it or not. And when you're not, just think that you are giving up on yourself and on your dream and on that goal. And if that's okay with you, cool, cool, we're cool. If that's not okay with you, okay, well, what can I do? So here are some ideas that I would suggest. Um, other than tracking your habits, habit stacking is also another um, concept that I learned from Atomic Habits by James Clear. Habit stacking is such a a small little tiny detail that could really make a difference in the way you um, cultivate a new habit. So habit stacking is when you do something that you absolutely have to do in between two things that you want to do. During our day, we have we do things that we find pleasure in and we do things that we absolutely just have to do. We have to do those things. We don't want to do them, but we have to do. And so habit stacking makes those habits and getting used to that habits more enjoyable before it becomes an actual set habit of yours. Because I think what we're talking about here and it's important is that how can we make that habit easier to, for our bodies to learn and just do naturally. I think this is very, very difficult. Um, but when you habit stack, you know that you're going to be doing something so lovely right before that habit that you're trying to cultivate and right after. And so you have something to look forward to. For example, um, I started going out to the gym earlier than usual, way early at five o'clock in the morning. And a long time ago, I, if I heard somebody, you know, going to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, I would think they're crazy and just like insane. And I can't believe I'm, I'm that person right now, but I really love it. It was really hard for me to start doing that in the beginning, but I am a breakfast lover. I would eat breakfast any time of the day, anytime, any, any, anytime, any day. And so making breakfast is such an intimate experience for me. And I always think, well, when I go to the gym, I can come back and make a very delicious uh, avocado toast. That to me, it just gets me so excited. And so I know that, yeah, I might be going to the gym and I might like that or not like that. But after that, I'm getting a reward. I'm going to make some, something so delicious for myself. Another example I have is when I was writing a book, I always set aside my Friday for writing. And that was just uh, my me time. But some days I had, you know, I'm a high school teacher, for those of you who don't know. And my job is very uh, taxing physically and mentally and sometimes I'm I, Friday comes and I'm spent like I cannot talk to anybody do anything like I can't and so when I felt like that I always told myself okay Mina I made a deal with myself you if you go to that if you go to the coffee shop to write you can get your favorite food so I go to this coffee shop in Houston called Tut Sweet. it's so good Everything they make is delicious. And I love this Buddha bowl they have with tofu. Um, I'm obsessed with it. And 
it was always something I looked forward to getting because I knew that if I took and dragged my ass to the coffee shop, I was going to write something and I was going to get something that I really enjoyed. And eventually it just became a ritual. Um, there were times when I really didn't feel like writing anything. And when I went to the coffee shop, it just came to me and I was writing and writing and writing. And some days I told myself, you know, I know you're not feeling it, but if you could do uh, three pages, that would be awesome. And I would promise myself, we're going to go and get that Buddha bowl and write three pages. And I did. Sometimes I would write more, but if I really couldn't deal with anything, then three pages is the promise and three pages is what Mina is going to get. Then another thing that you can try is um, tell yourself exactly what you're going to do and at what time you're going to do. I don't know about you, but I feel like I don't like to disappoint myself at all. I, it's hard for me to, to be a disappointment to myself. And so if I promise myself something, I try to do it and I try to get it. If you say out loud, tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to the gym. And if you write it somewhere, if you're a visual person, maybe on your mirror, I'm not really sure. Anywhere, then chances are you're going to do it. Because it's not just tomorrow I'm going to the gym. Okay, when and where? Tomorrow I'm working out at home uh, after school at 4 p.m. Tomorrow I'm working out at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning. It just becomes more concrete. And literally, when I said that, tomorrow I'm working out at 5 at, in, in my apartment gym, I literally visual that, visualized it, just thought about it because it became so concrete. But by the way, I'm not waking up tomorrow at 5 because tomorrow is Saturday and I deserve to sleep in after a long week. Um, but hopefully this gives you an idea of how you can start getting into those habits. Now, another thing that you should ask yourself is how can I make that habit attractive? So let's go back to the example of fruits. So the example of fruits that we gave uh, earlier is, you know, the question was how to make that habit obvious. And so we said to put the fruits on a counter in a bowl so that we can see them and reach out to them. Now, how can I make those fruits attractive? So if you're trying to incorporate more fruits into your diet, then maybe start with, your, with the fruit that you like the most because you are more likely going to eat it. Um, I think it's important to note that we are human beings and anything that comes by force doesn't really work well with people. I am a teacher and let me tell you, when you are nicer to kids and kind of understanding, they, they really respond well to you. And I think that's just human nature. So you don't want to be forcing anything on yourself because you will be miserable and your life will not be sexy. And we want you to live a sexy life. Okay, Mimi? Okay. Um, I was going to give you an example, you know, of, of just when I was working on a project, I would always reward myself with something. And I thought that was, that made that goal attractive. When I reach, when I, when I was working on my book, let's go back to the book again. Um, I always thought about it as chapters. I, whenever it came to mind, I was like, I know I want to have four chapters. I don't know what they're going to be about yet. Exactly. Um, but I knew that chapter one is going to be about heartbreak. Chapter three is going to be about 
the, the leftover feelings of heartbreak. Chapter three is going to be a rebirth. And chapter four is going to be... What? I forgot. It's going to be like uh, becoming the whole new person that you are. And so every time I finished a chapter, I took myself out to the fanciest dinner ever. Um, it was always with friends. You know, I didn't want to celebrate that milestone by myself. But I always made sure that I celebrated that goal. Because it's a lot. Writing one chapter in a book is a lot. And I'm such a perfectionist. It takes me forever to finish something. So I made sure that I honored my time. That was a time that I put in. That was the effort that I put in in that project. And I may, wanted to make sure that I made it attractive. And I love a good dinner. And so that's what I picked. But it could be anything. It could be anything that you want to reward yourself um, with. Again, the question was, how do I make my goal attractive? I think when I think of this goal, I think of rewards. I think of visuals. Visualize. Maybe if you said, I want to lose 50 pounds because I want to be present for my kids. Maybe put a picture of your kids. And every time you think of, of, of quitting your goal or quitting on yourself, just look at that picture. I'll give you an example of um, an activity that I do with my students in the beginning of the year. I always ask them about their why. Why are you at school? Why are you doing this? And you would be surprised because they're kids, but they know. And a lot of kids say, I'm doing this so I could buy my mom a house. I'm doing this so I could pay my dad back. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I want to make it to the NFL. And every time somebody, I feel like somebody gives up or somebody's just getting tired and letting go of that rope, because we're in class, it's like we're all hanging to, to one rope and I need everybody to keep hanging on so we can make it until May. I always remind them of their why. Do you remember your why? Tell me your why. And they tell you your, their why out loud and I think it hits them like, oh my God, like I'm giving up on myself by doing this. That's always a very difficult conversation to have with students because nobody wants to admit to giving up on their goals. Nobody wants to admit on being a loser, even the bad students, even, even the most loser person you know in your life, they're probably feeling like shit about themselves. Um, so... Making our goal, again, obvious and attractive would help us with sticking to our goal. The next question is, how can I make it easy? Now, let's go back to the fruit example. Let's just imagine that we have some fruits that are hard to peel and fruits that are easier to peel and eat. Let's not focus on those fruits that are hard to peel and grab a banana that's hard to pe that's easier to peel and grab an apple that you don't even need to peel and eat it. I think when I think of this, how can I make it easy? I think of all the people that set a goal and they said th they set this huge ass goal that is so scary and intimidating that they just never start working on it will always be a wish it will always be a dream it will always be something that they wish for 
but never attain. But I don't blame them. It's scary. It's big. It's that hard fruit that is hard to peel. And so how can you make it easy? If I have never been to the gym and I watched somebody's video and I saw somebody so ripped, so butterfly-y and just easy and fresh and like light and I want to be like them, I cannot start with the same workout that they're doing because chances are they've been doing that for so long. They can go to the gym and do that, but it's not fair to you if you have just started your fitness journey. You're going to start smaller with more digestible and attainable goals. I always say that adjust that that digestible and tiny goals are more achievable and they actually make us feel like, oh my God, I could do it. Well, maybe I can add a little bit more. Maybe I could add a little bit more. Oh, maybe I could go a little, uh, one more mile. If you want to start a fitness journey, I would start with a walk. I think walking is so underrated is, is bad. It's so underrated. Walking is such an amazing exercise. I, and it's so easy. I could listen to a podcast, listen to music, talk to a friend. Here, I walked 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you could do. Make it easy. When you make it easy, it automatically becomes attractive because you feel like you can do it. And you know your body because after that, it will feel, maybe after a while, it would feel like, you know what, this is not challenging me. And so maybe I could start walking for an hour or maybe I'm ready for a run. It really depends on what you want to achieve. If you're working on a project and you're putting 30 minutes a week and you feel like you're advancing in your project, maybe you you start putting 45 minutes a week on that same project. Um, James Clear discusses a two-minute rule. And here is what he discussed. It's it's This one is mind-blowing. The two-minute rule is... The idea that when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. And I love the example that he gave. He started the example, he, he gave the example of going to the gym. If you, let's just say you start going to the gym. Your decision of you going to the gym starts in that two minutes that you wear your shoes, actually, and you put your clothes on way before you make it to the gym. That's the most important two minutes of that decision making. And it made me think, I was like, wait, okay, what does that look like in my life? Because I, as I was reading the book, I was comparing these things to things that I already do in my life. And I realized that my two minutes starts at night, actually. The minute I set it, uh, the alarm clock at 5 a.m., and I don't have any other alarms. I don't do 515. I don't do 501. I don't do 505. Five. We're getting up at five. And I lay my clothes by my dresser, my gym clothes. That's my two minutes. That's already, I've decided I'm going to make it. Now, again, I'm going to go back to my idea that we're not robots. And so if one day you feel like, you know what? My body actually needs sleep more than it needs to be moving. I need rest. It's cool. You know your body most than anybody. It's not a competition. The habits have to work for you. I was talking on Instagram to this girl and she said, I 
want to ask you a question. If you didn't have a job that started that early, would you be waking up at five o'clock to go to the gym? And I straight up told her, no, I wouldn't. But I would wake up earlier. What I, if my job started at eight? I probably woke up at seven or six thirty. I wouldn't wake up at five. I only wake up at five because I have to be at school at six thirty. And so those little two minutes, they are those handful of moments that deliver a huge impact down the road. Again, it's a down the road impact. It's a later on impact. So think about it. Your habits that you're doing right now, you are investing in your future. It could be a financial habit. It could be a fitness habit. It could be a daily habit, that a work habit. One of one of my work habits, and I want to share with you later some of my positive habits that I include in my life, um, is as soon as I get to work, I start my day with the most difficult task. In the morning, um, after I sleep really well and I have my coffee, nothing can stop me. Nothing. Baby, I am a horse. And so I start with my first and most difficult task. I get it out of the way. You know why? Because I have energy. So why would I want to do this when my brain is fried and done and spent? I think this is just one of my life hacks that helps me maximize my energy in the morning and throughout the day. Now, I got some questions about my daily habits. So I'm going to be sharing with you right now some of my favorite daily habits that have helped me curate a very healthy, positive lifestyle. Um, this has not only impacted the way I feel, but it has also impacted my health. Uh, it has a direct impact on my stress levels, sleep habits, eating patterns, and honestly, just my overall well-being every single day. So our, my first habit is wake up early. I wake up super early. This is not only good for me being able to get my workout done in the morning, which I think is a good new habit that I have because I used to wake out, work out in the afternoon and I would be tired and I felt like I didn't really do a good job. And so now, as soon as I wake up with the energy I have, I'm able to get a really good workout and start my day on a positive note. Um, that's number one. Number two, I try to drink water before anything else in the morning. And when I'm in the gym, that's my water time because I'm not really a big water drinker. I have to force myself and I have to, again, I really have to put a lot of visual cues for me to drink water. I actually have a little sticky note that says drink more water beautiful on my mirror just to remind me to drink water and so I try to drink at least the first cup of water before I start working out and before I drink my coffee um, then I work out in the morning and I think that sets the tone of the kind of day I have I I'm surprised actually because I'm a napper I am a a napper, a very hard napper. But recently, I have felt like since I started working out in the morning, I am taking way less naps than I usually do. And this is, it's not good or bad. It's just, I think it's because I have more energy than when I don't work out in the morning. And so I think I'm surprised because most people would think, oh my God, five o'clock is too early. 
like how do you have energy but it's 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 weird when you wake up in the morning and you work out in the morning it actually gives you a whole lot of energy than when you do it in the afternoon so that's just my experience um then my next um habit is eat healthy i enjoy sweets so much and i'm a big 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 dessert person but this is not something i reach out for all the time only because i know that that's not what my body needs yes it tastes delicious but i i first of all i don't feel great when i eat a lot of sugar second of all um i just need my body to have the nutrients it needs to function properly for me to get energy i need to fuel my body you can't fuel your body with sugar you can't fuel your body with junk food your body is like a car if you put very very cheap um oil in your car it's probably not gonna run great if you take care of your car and you take it to maintenance it's gonna be great and you get the the quality oil it's gonna run great same thing for our bodies i read a book earlier this year called clean gut oh it's such a good book because it really just breaks down all types of foods and how they either help or hurt our bodies um i am a very organized human being and i think if you follow me on instagram you probably know that i am organized i want everything to be contained in a container sometimes i'm like where can I put Tweety? Tweety's my cat. I want to also put him in a container, but I'm just kidding. So I, I, I like that. And here's why. Here's how this is actually a good habit. When things are where they're supposed to be, you will never lose them. And you are always going to save time. Because for, I put my yoga mat exactly where it belongs every single day and so when i wake up at five o'clock in the morning with my eyes half shut i know where to find my yoga mat i'm not gonna try to have to guess where to find my yoga mat in my apartment my apartment is not that big but still i don't want to be frazzled at five o'clock in the morning or actually at any time um which leads me to my next point of ending the day with a clean kitchen let me tell you the power of a clean counter is huge a clean kitchen i really think either makes your day or breaks your well if a clean kitchen makes your day a very dirty kitchen breaks your day i hate dishes on the counter um i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that if i wake up with dishes somewhere then i'm not gonna make breakfast and it's kind of like a domino effect one good decision takes us to the next and 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 one bad decision also takes you to the next bad decision if i wake up with dishes in my sink i'm probably not gonna have the dishes to make breakfast or whatever i need to make breakfast and so i'm gonna go buy breakfast from outside is it gonna be healthy uh-uh probably not and it's it's just gonna snowball from that i hope this makes sense but this is very important to me I try to read something every night, but that doesn't always happen. That this is a habit that I have. If I'm working on a project, it tends to take my time and take a lot of my time. But whether I'm working on a project or not, I usually put my phone down at a certain time. I have an app called Reminder 
that you can record yourself telling yourself whatever you want to tell yourself. And so at nine o'clock, my app says, hey, Mina, it's time for you to take your vitamins, meditate, read, and do your skincare. When I hear my voice, I get up. It's a wrap. You've watched enough TV probably. You have chilled enough. It's time for you to go to bed and unwind and just end the day on a very chill and positive note. I do go to bed very early, but it also helps me wake up very early. I would not be able to wake up early if I wasn't um, an, an, late, an early sleeper. Um, I think this also helps with the idea, hopefully it helps us understand the idea of the snowball effect. If I didn't have the habit of sleeping early, I wouldn't be able to wake up early and I wouldn't be able to get an early workout in. That's it, really. There's no magic to these things. There's absolutely no magic to these things. But I think that, that what we need to take away from this, hopefully, is that habits are hard to form, but they're not impossible to form. As long as we log in, how that habit is affecting our life. Because once we start to see the changes, the small, tiny changes, even if they are on a micro level, then we feel like, you know what, this was such a good idea. Well, maybe I need to do that more often. And it becomes more of a automatic habit than a habit that you are forcing yourself to do on a daily basis. I really hope that I was able to help you maybe just think of, of your day and like, okay, how can I do this? What can I start with? Oh, before I forget, I forgot a very important point is... Sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I get excited about an idea and I want to do it all. But my advice to you is if you want to pick a, a habit up, do not write 10 habits and say, okay, I need to do all of these things. That will be overwhelming and you're probably going to be setting yourself up for failure. Pick one habit a month, one habit, because it takes 14 days for us to develop a habit. But give yourself grace, give yourself a whole month Take your time with that habit until you stick with it and then introduce your body to a new thing. Because once you do more than one, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot for your body to handle. Even if you think you can do it. I have tried it and I just felt like I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of thinking. Like I'm thinking about this habit and this habit and this habit. And you want it to be, you want to focus on one thing. And once you finish that thing, then you move on to the next one. I hope that this podcast was helpful to you in some way. I really hope you can take something from it. And thank you again for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on my Instagram, Style Write Repeat. And again, thank you so much for being here. Love and light, Mina.